You know why? Because he's a writer. Mm-hmm. You know who else is a writer? You! That's facts. Can you facts hear? Facts don't make facts. Creating, Creating things, things makes, makes facts. facts. Mm. Now, so, so. <laughs> I just gotta make sure that the uh, we're at a good gain level. We feel good. We're back. Okay, and we're back. And we're back. Guys, welcome to another episode of Discipline Stoners. My name is Winnie. I'm 11, and this is our first episode back since the year. Yeah, this is episode 53. (laughs) We've done a year and one week of this bitch. A brand new year. A brand new year. A new exciting point of view. And I really think it will be a new and exciting point of view, Eleven. I feel like the next few months are going to be so interesting as we are delighted as it unfolds. We are always delighted because everything is always working out for us. Okay, so that's true. We did a visual portion um, prior to, to this audio. So if you're listening to this audio and thought, oh, I've never seen them <coughs> visually, you can go check this out on YouTube and get a little extra bonus content. Exactly. Um, but I, so when I put on <coughs> these headphones, <laughs> my glasses have to come up. They have to go up because otherwise it will start to hurt. Um, That's so cute. And so when I took these headphones off, because we had stopped and started, but not in the visual portion, um, I just left my glasses like this, so they were like sticking up into my hair. And I was thinking, I wonder if anyone knows that on the visual, if they can see that. And they're like, what is happening with her glasses? And then I was thinking, I wonder if anyone is making a pair of headphones that are like glass wearer friendly <laughs> interesting that, that are like this like this style because this is a this is a vibe the, with the attach like not just like an earphone that you can it's go behind the neck or something head, yeah um anyways that's where my thoughts Fuck. led me <laughs> well thanks for flowing with that you just shared an invention if anyone is an inventor yeah. Just give Winnie uh, credit and 5%. And but I fine. also think that this is like maybe just me also, this style, you know? I think that I could rock this style on the podcast for for years to come and it wouldn't get old. Oh. <laughs> we have a camera rolling now and Winnie's such a performer. She's naturally looking at the camera. and Oh, I know. And, and subsequently presenting. No, they love me. That's what your rants are doing. Yeah, they love you. Of course they love you. If a pretty girl talks to anyone for a period of time, they love them. Don't justify my awesomeness because you're not having a good time. Oh, I'm having a great time. I just shift these batteries and it feels like there's more power. It feels crispier and fresher. That's energy in there. This is energy. Dude, that's so cool. So how this is our this is our year. I feel like this is like this is special. Like do you this feel is like a year that? in one week. This is the fir- this is the second year we've started. This is the grade, first one back. So we get two or kindergarten. What did we learn in the last year? Yeah, because we were just reflecting. So we started recording this podcast uh, with microphones, and then it evolved into this uh, 
Zoom uh, H6 uh, recorder. And then uh, we tried that with microphones because uh, we were going right into the computer. And this, the way that we set it up, we've tried it on our backs, on the couch, we've moved, we, we've done it so many ways. Yeah. And, and so we learned all those technical things, but also what did we learn about like the art of conversation or like the back and forth or, or the structure of the show? Like that shit, that's fascinating. I don't know. I don't know. I think one thing that like when you ask the question, what have we learned? Yeah. I think through even the evolution of how like the material goods that have passed through this show only but also outside of this show in our regular life like I think that we've learned and we were talking about it today that affirming and reaffirming uh, what you're looking for what you want out of life not necessarily specific goals but definitely how you want to feel and how mm. those feelings lead to um, external manifest manifestations always the reflection in the third dimension of what's in your thought cue yeah, yeah so i think this like art of reaffirming like that i want to feel good and how that leads to like everything these situations circumstances people um items resources that come just seemingly out of nowhere and um, so I'm just really excited now that I've done that enough and I've practiced that enough that I believe in it wholeheartedly. You proved it to yourself through results. Yeah. And so now I'm like, oh. <laughs> and how about how we've come to learn and truly understand the value of the manifestation of an emotion? Meaning an experience, a fleeting moment of an emotion is, is still a manifestation. It's not just a big mansion or car or whatever. It's like this feeling. That's is, the only is, manifestation is that ma matters, actually, because yeah, you only ever when want you get something. when you get all of the things that you think you want right now that'll make you feel better, and you get there and realize that you don't feel better because you haven't done the internal like work, work um, to feel better. Like that. Yeah. That's that's a shocking moment. I think a lot of actors have like a lot of famous actors kind of like uh have a dip in their career where it, that happens right after they're peaking mm. and then they have this dip and i think what happens is like i'm pretty sure i th they thought that they were going to feel differently mm -hmm. <laughs> once they achieved a certain thing and mm -hmm. when they didn't feel that after all of those achievements they were like fuck that's why fully Jim Carrey like went perceivably crazy because he started talking all this stuff about how Truth. like he's not a, a real person <clears throat> but to the average or like he's not real like he's a he's figment. tapped in he's tapped like, into the one absolutely he yeah. is but like two people they're like oh he's he's but just they're, gone they're nuts just, they're like just he's behind. just gone like off the deep end type thing can I ask you something yes um what's your favorite part about having a podcast oh getting to talk to you <laughs> oh i love you that's uh, so nice. yeah <laughs> oh, sorry everyone i love you that's so nice i love spending this time with you you too yeah that's so wonderful fuck yeah i know i'm awesome eh uh we've also i love you thank you that's so cute that's the best i feel the same um 
battling i just i'm just going across notes here because i've scribbled in these through so many times that we've chatted Mm -hmm. and i feel like this is just like the year reflection the first one back you know so battling the inner voice training the defenseman that's been a hot topic over the past year we developed this language this company culture of the defenseman the internal mechanism that like keeps you in a more positive momentum but you have to train it yeah yeah exactly yeah you gotta um you gotta take your inner defenseman to the gym on the daily on the daily how do you do that um i practice it with when i come across a uh situation where it would be really easy to let my emotions like take hold and either treat that another person badly or or think about them badly Mm-hmm. And uh, a trigger happens where it's, it, it normally happens. My triggers generally are if I see someone that looks like they're being selfish. And I always say looks like because I'm really practicing this idea that I don't know anything. And that's come up so much in the last year too. That's definitely a good, that's definitely a good one. But uh, when people are being selfish... That's a trigger of yours? When it seems, yeah, when I look at someone and think they're being selfish publicly, like they're not, they're, they're, they're not like. (laughs) That's how I feel when they're unaware. I get pissed off when people are so unaware. Yeah. So, um, that's when you practice. That's when Defense Dojo comes out and says like, yo, what do you want to focus on? Like you want to take up some energy and time and space right now to like to think or feel badly about what someone else is doing like that sounds ridiculous when you say it yeah. out loud i mean that's that's where it starts i feel like having the defenseman but then once you gain more of a balance where you're not uh constantly reacting you start to understand purposeful thinking so you're like i not only have come so far from saving myself from thinking negative thoughts about everyone or brewing up that vibrational mm-hmm. storm inside of my heart but I'm actually using my power for good. Totally. I'm thinking about good things. I'm, I'm manifesting good experiences in my life because of my, I'm on fire with this purpose shit. I'm like having an intention in my thought. I'm giving life, I'm meeting life with a plan. Yeah. You know? And when that plan goes off course, the yeah, work you that you do, the work <laughs> that you do, the practice that you do in your daily life comes in handy then because the defenseman says, how do you want to spend this time? Yeah. Like that's really all that it comes down to. So your life goes, of course, something doesn't happen that you thought was going to happen. Uh, a contract fell through, you know, your best friend is being an asshole and like decided to not be your friend anymore. Whatever the situation is, your life goes off course. And then you have this developed, this defenseman that says like, you don't, you can you be You don't have off, to feel like this. You can be off course and still feel okay. Like, what can feel a little bit better thought-wise? Um, and and from there, like, you step back into alignment because we always are going to go off course. And, like, oh, how much of, of our time are we going to spend dwelling on the fact <coughs> that we're off course, you know, versus, like, feeling the off-courseness of all of it and deciding to Do take a step forward out yeah. of that. So what what would you say if I said that there was power in ease? Well, that's that's the by that's the 
product of of using and utilizing your defensemen. So when so, you just get into a lighter vibration, you don't have to try as hard. You just you use the momentum of your intentional thinking. Yeah. 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 Mm. Yeah. If you've never, if you're tuning in for the first time, and you've not heard our defenseman episode, you gotta go listen to it. Yeah. Right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leave this episode. Fuck. <laughs> go listen to that. God episode. damn it. <laughs> mm. What are what are some of your favorite feeling words? You know, remember when you found the word effortless? Yes. Because it, it's all, what we've learned so much is like everything is so subjective to your circumstance. And your circumstance, you can't be reacting to your circumstance all the time or else it will keep you there. You have to be like in your own vibration from your uh, self-assumption of yeah. like essentially like what you know you are vibrating with. Like what you want, I guess. But like... You have to like become it in the energy form. So everything's so subjective to where you are along in the journey that we've really backed away from saying like blanket statements at all. <laughs> like it's just like it's like maybe it like, doesn't it couldn't make it couldn't possibly make sense for everyone. We made it <laughs> we made it funny talking about like uh, other than like don't kill people, but then it was like sometimes people gotta get killed (laughs) like who knows right you don't know the circumstance it's crazy we can yeah we were talking about evan and i have really been praising our relationship lately which i think is lovely yeah and um i think we've decided for us that part of what makes our relationship great is we don't do ultimatums like we don't not even as a threat, you know, I think a lot of people don't necessarily do ultimatums, but yet they'll use them as a threat to get what they're Like, you can't wanting. have demands. Like, that's absolutely unacceptable. That's not healthy. You you can't demand anything of anyone else. <laughs> or, or else it's like, no. Yeah, yeah so no. I was thinking about this, and I was like, well... Maybe like murder, <laughs> but then I was like, but it, I can't even. If say this that is a zombie apocalypse <laughs> and I gotta protect our baby, motherfuckers yeah. are coming at it, us. They're getting fucking flipped, well, dude. It depends Sorry, on the circumstance. Man. Yeah, that's so, it. So you know, you don't know, yeah. and you don't know the situation, so you can't ever even say. I think part you could of not. part of what we've really learned in this last <laughs> year is that we are such a sliver of of. Um, experience each one of us are this tiny sliver of experience that gets contributed to the whole of consciousness yeah but you're part of that huge vastness that's another thing Ex- I learned on management never forget to step back and feel the bigness of it absolutely you're fucking part of this whole 100%. thing 100% it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's but you get to control your own little part your sliver it's your it, sliver it doesn't mean that it's by any means small no. or or it's just unimportant of the whole of the whole yeah. where these slivers that have a very unique experience and you get to control it you get to drive it you have yeah. so much power you can choose bondage like think about waking up in 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 who you think you are every day <coughs> as you have done for the last however old you are and then think about that exact same experience but with like your boss or like your 
your significant other even like i can't even really imagine what your life is like because yeah, that shit crazy. seems crazy to me yeah yours seems fucked too when he gets <laughs> up at like 3 a.m to go work for other people you fucking nuts so, <laughs> when I think about it like that, I'm like, okay. Our life is I can't ex- expect, who we are. I can't expect anyone different. to understand me. And I can't expect to understand really, truly you anyone. You don't know. So the best, you don't ever know. So then what's the, so <laughs> like, what's the like path of least resistance moving forward? Let go. Let them live how they want to live. Absolutely. Stop control. And that's why this whole stuff. And all, live all, how you want to live without this like fear Oh, why? I don't know if it happens as much in men, but this fear of like losing community or or being banished because of your decisions or or choices, and I know that that's oh, a blanket yeah, statement, no, and that, men, that men, means a men, lot. For sure, dude, you're killing it in that observation. And men go hard in the paint for shit that wasn't even their idea to begin with, but they just want to pretend like it is because it gives them personality traits or offers them character reference or social ins it's all like a silly little crazy game and it is the matrix and y'all been playing it for too long and i'm just like never really <laughs> been involved with it and that's why you guys pay me to perform at your parties to remind you to be in the moment that's honestly why i ever had a job before i started making content that's why i get hired to break through that social silence there's compliance in the room in every group and i go guess what <laughs> fuck off and they go Hey, yeah, and I can relax this party. And then the bar makes money. That's why I had a job. That's like, I'm saying, it was... Congratulations. It was value for a while. And it's fine. That's why any MC, (laughs) that's why any singer, that's why any comedian, especially comedians, that's why you have jobs. Like, that's why you get things like that because people depend on a shake. But more and more moving forward, I think that we are living more in our true truth. Like yeah. kids these days, teenagers these days, yeah. shout out y'all. I fucking like you. I yeah, did not dude. think I was going to like you guys. I fucking like you. Yeah. You're nice. Yeah. You're all expressing yourself. No one wears bras. Yeah. Maybe the boys do sometimes as a joke. And it's like, this is cool. Or like, not as a joke. Yeah, Even. exactly. <laughs> I just mean like everyone's so much lighter it feels like. Yeah. There was such a gangster ass fucking. The nineties were so heavy. It yeah. felt so he- grunge rock, <laughs> gangster rap. Yeah. Ooh, and then all with like trying to cover up so much racism, like <laughs> like yeah. crazy. Yeah. And like yeah, so we've just like yeah, evolved. dude. I I also have been talking about young people lately. I think I have so much like. I'm so excited to learn from them. <laughs> I know. That's the thing. I don't think that they expect how cool the millennials are being, too. I feel like most millennials are not too dickish. You think that they're dickish? I'm not sure. Well, anyway, I think that, I'm not. I think the older end of millennials will fall into the trap the of dark. being like like in my day. In my day, yeah. yeah. It was better the way we did it. Because yeah. you know why? They didn't catch the uh, cell phones early enough. I did get a cell phone when I was like 10 or 11. Yeah. Maybe 11 or 12. No. Yeah. No, it was before that. It was like 10 it's or 11. It's cool because now there's like all of this data coming out about like how... Um, we got the cell phones, bitch! Yeah, but... but Fuck, like, that was lit! how like, like applications and shit are affecting us. Fuck, I don't so care. This, I'm addicted. This like next round of kids growing up will like be educated on like the... 
like what can happen when you're well you that's know? what we talk we i noticed that we said and that so in they'll the use it to, to their power i think i think well, like well our i think millennials are a little bit slave to the screen myself included no that's what i said on our uh, episode our last episode uh it was it was exactly what you're saying it's why would we be born with the discipline when it's like a new it's like the new thing to us and now they'll come in like and it's already established so they'll understand that it requires discipline yeah like us and they'll, and they'll utilize it in in a different way we were like cool like we can like spy All on time. our exes and like time. fucking like we like, do crazy shit like don't tell me millennials you are not out here looking at your high school friends like and not letting them know you won't you won't necessarily double do tap that. that shit do you do that absolutely i oh, creep people no absolutely I i'm creep so disappointed people. with those whack habits <laughs> but i guess i do look at porn sometimes so it's just as bad <laughs> yeah yeah Fuck. but Get at that least judgment out of here i'm not judging you i'm not judging you i'm just saying i i feel sad for that I feel sad for that developed. It's habit. a weird thing. It's I don't a, do that. That would make thing. me feel bizarre. But you Why definitely do you, do that? you don't creep anyone. I look at people I know now. Like I'll I'll think of someone random. Yeah. And I'll just get inspiration and and, and go see what they're up to. Like musicians, yeah. like even some people from your yoga community, people I've met once. I'm like, I wonder what they're doing. And then I just, like, go it's look. It's just, like, you're being honest right now. Like, oh, I just wonder what, like, you don't, like. I don't care what people are doing with their life, no. Do you do you make it known that you were on their page? Yeah. Always? Yeah. Then that's better than me, for sure. Really? <laughs> yeah, for sure. You don't, why don't you say anything? You uh, thought of them. Maybe they thought of you. You mm. don't want that connection. See, you're looking at people you don't want the connection with. That's what I'm talking about. That's not safe. You'll manifest an experience with them. Shouldn't visit that. When you visualize, you can visualize. I'm just, I'm just kidding. No, you won't. It's very improbable. But you are flying to Alberta tomorrow. <laughs> Damn birthday. <clears throat> so I have Tourette's. So sometimes I say things and like I'll say things that are borderline very inappropriate in public and like Winnie will sometimes offer me frenetic replacements and it's brilliant and I do that and yeah. I've been learning that this past year. Yeah. Because I've really been like so forcefully I guess you're like that when you're in your 20s too like my whole life it's been like forcefully like if you said no I'm gonna fucking make it my mission to fucking destroy your rule like just like do it so much in your face and make other people do it just so you know that you don't control anyone like i've just been my shit and like just dominating like the streets with rap that was excellent too so i guess we talked about today getting the third dimensional validation and it being easier to evolve out of that behavior but nonetheless my evolution over these past couple, like probably strongly a year, thanks to this break we've had, <laughs> but two or three years probably, two years, uh, just getting into like a, a more peaceful place where I just like focus my energy forward instead of doing things out of like spite. And like when someone has some sort of like harsh opinion, just like, 
letting them have that and convince whoever they want to convince because those people were just like wanting to be convinced of something anyway and like you're going to follow something anyway and heaven forbid you get a real personality <laughs> so people constantly like attach themselves to like causes That's i think a little judgy Dude, you understand who I'm talking about though, right? Just specifically those people that are constantly looking for a campaign to hop on. And I know that's a dangerous blanket statement to say in the same episode that we're staying away from uh, <laughs> from blanket statements. But there are archetypes and there are, there are frequencies in which people, pockets of frequencies in which people exist. Mm -hmm. Even, you know, you'll see people at the same types of parties. You'll see people in the same stores. Just like we said today. Monkeys hang out in trees, water buffalo by the water. It's okay to observe trends. It doesn't mean you have to attach it to a necessary type of implicated behavior due to origin, but you can observe where archetypes are mm. <laughs> and how they exist. So, yeah, there are... Uh, there are traits that I notice that seem like generalizations and seem like stereotypes sometimes, but I don't think it's so like lack of like personality though. Like, well, I mean, when someone is constantly replacing, so when you have a cause and you fight for that cause, kudos to you. But when you're an activist addicted to the cortisol of getting in the rush and getting in the middle of a fight all the time and constantly switching to like whatever the hot topic is right now and being passionate about, like all the people so that- So performative, like- Well, the black squares is a perfect example. How many people are actually contributing to independently owned black yeah, businesses okay, and being so aware you're, of you're that? And you posted that for one fucking week. Yeah. I'm talking about that. Yeah. People who need that cortisol boost to be involved with the fight, but you're too much of a pussy to have your own fucking cause okay, to fight for. Okay, but this does not sound... So you listen sound, to other people. This does not sound like <laughs> it doesn't take up space, like, in your... Like, it doesn't sound like you can look like at someone acting or having that behavior and, like, not have it take up some... Space in my head? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Well, listen, I just put it as five minutes on my podcast. <laughs> Anyway, let's shift gears here because Winnie's not liking what I'm saying and I'm not understanding what Winnie's saying. Let me ask you this. What is discomfort if you're willing? What is discomfort if you're willing? What is discomfort if you're willing to experience discomfort? Is that what you mean? Yeah. Um, well, I would say it's expansive. It's... Um, uh, there's, there's likely something on the other side of the discomfort that will be pleasing. Um, a mm. sense of accomplishment. Like, if you're willing, if, yeah, if you, if, if, if you go into something thinking, like, I'm not gonna, f I'm gonna feel uncomfortable in this, and I'm not gonna let that paralyze me fr from feeling the experience, mm. then there's a lot to be gained. There, for sure. I love that great answer. I yeah. wrote a challenge that you grow from. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're nailing it. And it's like every every day's a fresh new start. Yeah. When you just like give it that like, okay, there may be something. Abraham has that great thing, like, there may be traffic and there yeah. may be this and there may be that. But you're gonna float through it. Yeah. You're not gonna react. And it's just like so nice to get that warm hug and reminder of just like it's all good. Abraham Hicks 
YouTube a morning meditation, yeah. and you can listen to that rant we were just quoting from. It's beautiful. Okay. One of the... I want to ask you something. Because you're a slow burner. I'm a quick mover. You're a slow burner. <laughs> yeah. How do you make decisions? Because the number one thing I see hold people back, if any young artists reach out to me or any friends or family members I have and know who I think could reach their potential and they inquire with like you know how do you like how did you get this result you know I often notice that they can't make a decision really they're they're all over the place Mm -hmm. and you may have been there before you may not I don't know I'll let you tell how how do you make a decision because I've been trying to figure out how to tell family friends and people who ask for advice how to make a fucking decision I don't know how to tell them to really make a decision Mm. well for me it like going way back like six years ago it started with simple things um I started with you actually for my decision making because I wasn't good at it and I said when Evan asks me what I want for dinner I'm going to get tell him exactly what it is so what do I want I would do that in the morning I would ask myself what would I like for dinner in the morning and if you happen to ask, that's I would tell you this. And I ask. Instead I usually of, do ask. Yeah. And so I would start like, yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And so I would start like, where, which way do you want to go? Like these small, the seemingly small things. <laughs> our video. Our video. <laughs> Our video portion uh, died. Cancelled. So uh, we'll. We're still on here, though. (laughs) We started on there. We're gonna finish on here. Oh, perfect. Yeah, we'll just add this audio to that. Sorry, Winnie. How do you make a decision? Continue. So I started very easily like that. When someone asked me where I wanted to go, or and then it it started to become outside of you. When someone would ask me different questions, it wasn't just like a I don't know, or or like an easy way to like whatever you want, or like a compliant answer. It was like, here's my answer. So that was when it started, and then. You know, now I've been in such, like, it it truly is my privilege to be able to take the time to get in touch with my body. And, um, and tune into what I'm feeling and, and where I'm feeling it and how that maybe correlates to what is going to be the right decision for me. So yeah, so it's, elaborate it, on that though. Tune into your body. That's really mm-hmm. cool. We were talking about that today a little bit. Using the present moment in your body and how you feel as a guide, mm-hmm. right? Talk about how you do that. Um. So when something comes up, and now I do it pretty much with every elevated emotion. I don't really necessarily do it when I'm sort of at like a calm, um, like you know, I guess you could call it peaceful, maybe stable would be a a right frame of mind. Uh, Not any like huge dynamics going on in how I feel, just sort of steady, you know, huge. Huge bud, big pink bud. Um, uh, 
so not then, but when I'm having elevated emotions and whether that be like excitement or happiness, I did it today after our morning jam when I felt so good, mm-hmm. um, or whether it be, you know, some anxiety or, or discomfort or whatever, I'll, I'll kind of just stand or sit depending on where I am and take a moment and ask myself where I am physically feeling this inside my body. Um, sometimes it's in my shoulders, sometimes it's in my chest, sometimes it's in my belly. Often when I'm, it's a happy elevation, it's in my belly or my back. Like yeah. when I get excited, my lower back starts to like <laughs> flutter because you're so feel cute. super energetic. Um, <laughs> yeah, I definitely get that. <laughs> if I'm stressed, it's my throat. You know, like, so things like that where I start yeah, to... Yeah, tight. So then I can identify what the feeling is by place, by now doing it so often, placing it somewhere in my body. Mm. And so I can say, where am I feeling this? Okay, what, from what all that I've learned now, every time I feel this and, and it's the, the tightness in my chest, from all that I've learned, where could this be stemming from? So it really is like... A conversation that like generally when I'm you're making a decision it's you're fearful that you're gonna make the wrong decision especially if it's a big decision mm-hmm. so then you can kind of pinpoint if that fear is guttural and instinctual and saying do not do this because it's not your it's your higher being like coming through being like no other way other way other way or if it's tight in your chest, if you're afraid that you're going to let someone down, you know, if if there's something like external outside of you that might be stopping you from moving into this decision, then then that's a different story. That doesn't mean that you shouldn't say yes to that decision, you know? That, right? that might just be you needing to be like, okay, I'm just afraid because of X, Y, and Z, but really my gut is telling me that this is, is right. So I've, I've definitely had like the privilege of time to, to sit with myself and practice that. Um, but it's been super helpful. <laughs> so like mind-blowingly exciting and, and, and valuable to me. To what? To my life, to my everyday like to, happiness. To, uh, to dial in with your body and yeah. your energy and become aware. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you think that could be like a priority that is taught to kids like early on? So everyone has. Well, that's what meditation is. That's I think that's like that was my first step in in being able to identify what's happening inside my body when I'm. That's how I use meditation in the morning, more as a metaphysical uh, cleanse. Yeah. Because like, you're you're rejoining back with like your function, so you gotta like freshen it up, top to bottom. Yeah. Wow, good one. Well done. So yeah, decision making. Um, Did you say? I guess like how I make a decision now is you tune I tune into your in body and I, I see what's happening for me maybe subconsciously or or yes so you use self-awareness as a tool to help guide you into every decision mm-hmm. so essentially you're not making the decision from a calculated place because that's so overwhelming yeah, like calcul- it's not mental calculated. It, like that shit's so whack, dude. Like it will drive you nuts. Like yeah, you will, especially you will become like unhealthy. as a peeper, people peeper. <laughs> especially as a peeper. <laughs> I've been peeping on people on my Instagram. A people person. When he's high school uh, friends. A people pleaser is what I'm trying to say. 
people pleaser as peeping. a people pleaser i've been peeping people <laughs> and pleasing them <laughs> um i think that that muddles mm. people's decisions when we're always you don't even know what you account. want <laughs> yeah if you're if you're always taking into account some how someone else might feel if you do x y or z i think that creates confusion in your being because you have to use your internal guidance system for you only yeah that's how it goes you can't ever consider something outside of you that's part of what's great about our relationship is that when one of us makes a decision and we we talk about it like we definitely don't just like you know fucking do things yeah. yeah but we talk about it and like i i you're you've i know that you've tuned into this like i know that this decision isn't being made lightly i know that you've really done the work to to be like this is what i need right now and this is what was right for me so Mm. i can i can trust that and Mm -hmm. and just like if it doesn't make sense perceivingly to me or the outside world I can, that's where I can go, well, it does, it does to him and his world. So, Dope. you know, I'm not going to get in the way of that. Yeah, <laughs> totally. And I yeah. think that you do the same for me. Yeah. You know. A thousand percent. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we're talking about that as well uh, today in the way that, like, you really have to, um, be good at communication for uh, like a long-term relationship or just a healthy relationship like the way that you um, navigate different opinions or the, the way that you navigate uh, even similar biases or just like how you decide to think about each other or speak about each other like all that there's such subtle parts to uh having a relationship and being ultimatumy or dismissive of anyone's perspective or opinion is like a huge tragedy like you can't do that like you have to like yeah like be able to listen to where the other person is coming from and allow them to like like rock on with what they do yeah yeah and that that can hurt sometimes at the start because you think you're right. You and you also, <laughs> you know, there's this idea that if you're not agreeing, you're disagreeing. Mm. Um, which, in many topics, I understand. You know how that could be the case and why we've we've come to this conclusion. Um, and and like. Being in a relationship, you know, Evan and I always talk about how we're on the same team. Mm. Um, and, you know, not all... You gotta be. You gotta be on the same team. You, you de- definitely do. And we, obviously, like, there's similarities, but we always talk about how different we are. And that's been... It's so funny. So enriching. Yeah, it has been. Not to be scared of that. Because when we first met, we were like joined at the hip and you were so similar. Like me and Winnie were so similar. Mm -hmm. Like just so many little things that like, oh, 
you walked around with your toothbrush and no one else that we met up to that point did that or so just cute little random things like that like when you're first like dating and then uh, we're so similar and then it was like here spend spend all this other time just realizing how different you are and then like still remaining going through uh, a moment of being like well that like I don't know. I can't see how this works. Like, I don't know how we coexist. Yeah. We don't agree. And then it's like, that's okay. Like, don't you know, like, so many, like, all the old school couple examples are like, they don't agree. But, like, yeah, they've been together forever. And it's like, why? It's because they just, like, decide to love, I guess, and decide to, like, be on the same team. And I, I'd rather get a bigger picture of, all of the other slivers like I don't want to just have my sliver be the only life path and everyone should agree and live the way my right? sliver lived how like boring I, would that be I want to see I want to be able to you know just yeah experience as much as many perspectives as possible and you're not going to experience any perspectives if you're not willing to at least... How do you find different perspectives? How do you jump? How do you let go of yours and jump into someone else's and entertain it? How do you do that? Mm, I think about all of the times where I overreact. So you, 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 you have compassion that this person is delusional? I have compassion that their reality is very real for them. Nice. Ha ha ha, very nice way to phrase that. I just rolled a beautiful joint, guys. <laughs> Holy. I'm not gonna lie. This is a it's fucking pretty banger. thick. <sighs> That's a thick joint. What does that remind you of? <laughs> Stop. Grab that. Uh man. That's that's nice. You know, why do you untwist it like that? Why don't you let a filter be a filter? Because it needs to have that thickness. Oh. It's more, like, I could fill it. I, I, I should. So here's the real version. I just don't do this part because I'm Because we want the filter. We want the filter. We, we want, want the filter. filter. <laughs> yeah, we want the filter. <laughs> we want the filter. Right now. Right now, right now, right now. We're gonna smoke this huge joint. <laughs> We're gonna smoke this huge joint. Um, man, I started another project today, a music project that mm -hmm. I'm very excited about, and that energy is so fun for me when I'm starting something. Yeah. I was talking about earlier too. It's like there's this cool. Uh, as soon as I finish a freestyle, because I will like always do these freestyles. As soon as I finish that. There's this funny melancholy. No, I'm happy. I'm happy that I've created another thing. I'm about to put it out, but I'm slightly sad that the creation period's over. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and I, I love that. So there you go. That's rollers rights, buddy. Thank you. You're so cool. Winnie looks really cool right now too. She's wearing this uh, Tibetan uh, white hemp cotton uh, overall jumper. It's really comfortable. And it's so beautiful and it feels and looks good. Mm, I, uh... Yeah, no, for sure. That That's always, like, any artist will tell you that once they're done a painting. There's So because, because there's all of this 
thrill of creating, you know, and wow, ooh, what about this? What about what I could do here? And and then maybe you do something and decide that doesn't work, and that's always fun because you Being like have this opportunity of new direction, and you get re-inspired, and then when it is complete, and it always is. There's always a point where your art. I don't know if it ever fully always feels complete. Like you feel like sometimes you can always do more, but there's definitely a, a finish point when where you gotta let done. it go. Yeah. Yeah. You when, gotta let go. Mm-hmm. There's a finish line. Then yeah, and then you're, because you can't you can't, like, just work on something forever without showing it to the world. If you're an artist, you're like, that's selfish. Don't do that. If you have some gotta give it, art, give it up. Give it. <laughs> <coughs> oh, wow. That hits heavenly. Mm. That hits <coughs> heavenly. Are you excited about traveling? Yes, I'm going to Alberta to see my family for What's the it like first there? time in, like, I suppose, 18 or 19 months. What's it like there? Uh, it's pretty flat, but... It's actually been kind of neat. <coughs> um, I've seen a lot of acquaintances, people just that I know from the yoga studio or whatever, um, travel to Alberta to go to Banff this year because people needed to take a vacation and they don't necessarily want to leave the country. Um, That's pretty good. And We yeah. have a party spot in Banff. Eh? <laughs> yeah, and Banff and Lake Louise are gorgeous. Alberta's beautiful. Like that natural. BC and Alberta has some really beautiful stuff. Fuck, that tastes good. Yeah. There's a lemonine yeah, on this. Um, yeah, there is. Yeah, hard. Lemonine. Um... Yeah, so that's been nice to see people like travel within within our own country. And if you're an airline and you'd like to sponsor Discipline Stoners, we would like to be sponsored by you. <laughs> and also if you're an airline, we promise not to smoke weed on the flight. Yeah, and know that we're going to push you for um less expensive flights within Canada. Let people yeah. see Canada. Yeah. I think part of the reason that... Yeah, that's like, true. It's too fucking expensive to fly. When you can fly across USA for less or ha- probably about half still USD when you're spending CAD, that's, yeah. that's an issue. Like, it's cheaper for me to fly from Florida to Los Angeles yeah. than it is to fly from Toronto to Vancouver. Yeah. Paying USD. Yeah. Yeah. And same distance... I yeah. think it's because Canada is so big sometimes. I'm like, that's Fucking probably why. Fucking figure it out, Canada. But still figure shit. it out. Still figure it out. Because figure it out. I'd like to just take a, a little a zip and a woo over to, um, you know, the East Coast. I, well, I got to take you to Newfoundland still. I know I got you family do. in St. John's, Newfoundland, bye. <laughs> John's. It's amazing. It's like Boston. They're like Boston talk, but the Canadian version. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, you're going to sponsor us, but then you're also going to lower all of your prices. You're going to stop fucking the people (laughs) in the ass. I love acting. I love acting as well. You love acting. What's your favorite part about being an actor? Fucking the people in the ass doesn't really work anymore. A lot of people like to get fucked in the ass. No, I know. I assumed that. (laughs) I meant more like, I'm going to... I'll fuck if it's cool with wind. I'm gonna fuck you in the ass. 
<laughs> What's your favorite part about being an actor? Mm. The moment you walk on set and you meet everyone and you're all part of the same crew for that time period, that's a magic mystique. That feels like home to me. Yeah, I just, um, I don't, I'm not, I'm not sure. This is one that I was, I was on set the other day and I was trying to yeah, feel, feel into my body. You just shot and, some cool um, shit. And like, it wasn't any part of my body. It was like the entirety of my body. Yes. And it. You're glowing in purpose. Yeah, you're just like, <laughs> this is, it just feels so nice. Like I, and I, I don't, I like all of it. Like I like, I was telling the, the ladies on Makeup. the way back that I have this sort of sadistic part in me where on sets people get stressed out. <laughs> they get stressed out and things get a little intense for a minute, especially on sets where you only have a day to shoot an entire film type thing. <laughs> and and I, I enjoy that and I look at these people that are going through this stress yes. And I look at them and I think, thank you so much for caring this much. Yeah. Like, that's crazy that you care about this. Winnie's crying right now a little bit. That's so cute. I love that. And so, and... That's special. It is special. Yeah, like, to me, it's like, fuck, if, you know... It's so Let's do this. Let's do this. I love... To make it that happen. art and I love being able to express that way and 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 acting specifically I think I just it's fun it's fun inside my body you like to know. contribute that way it's your purpose you're yeah. doing so well as an actor it's so fulfilling to me and you train you found a sensei she has an acting coach pretty much like who favors her highly and brings her into showcases and it's so nice and and you you just you are doing the samurai journey you know yeah. you earned your stripes on the streets that's how we met we met on craigslist hustling it out in vancouver yeah you know and your your heart's only grown more for this mm -hmm. and the more opportunities you get the more ways you yeah you and seeing people it. do it and love it too is just just as exciting. Yeah, like literally, like last episode, Brigitte, <sighs> like putting their life on the line for it. Like yeah. that's what's up. That I don't think there's another way to do shit. Like yeah. don't anything you don't want to do like that. Don't do it. <laughs> like only do that shit. Of course, no. Everyone needs hobbies. It's nice yeah. to go shoot a basketball around and not really care. But like, or you know, whatever. Enjoy yourself. But singing like, is my hobby. Yeah, it's, it's totally cool. It's totally. Although good. I would do it in a film, though, so then it would become my. Well, job it's good to have a hobby. <laughs> it's good to have a hobby that could be a, a a work thing. I think that's how you find the work things, those burning desires in your in your crafts that you always do. It's also good to have a hobby in a work thing. Ah. Do you mean you and me? Or do you mean you and I hiring an assistant who we both find attractive? <laughs> no, you just said hottie and then corrected yourself, so I wanted to repeat it. Hottie toddy? Hobby hobby. Body? Hobby toddy. Lottie. Hottie hobby. Lottie hobby. Isn't there a... like a, a isn't that a doll? <clears throat> hobby hobby holly, I think. Hobby cool. Hobby ho holly. Hottie. No. This ho is a kid's show. This holly is... hottie? This is a kid show. Talk about your body. Okay. Prolly. Is it time 
I asked you some good questions today and you made some great answers. And this has been a wonderful episode to refresh. The, this this marks the second year. This is our back to school episode. <laughs> dum, dum. trees emit chemicals <coughs> seriously <coughs> some some trees emit chemicals that attract enemies of their enemies how do they know okay take a look trees may look passive and helpless but they're savvier <coughs> than they seem not only can they produce chemicals to combat leaf-eating insects for instance but some also send airborne chemical signals to each other, apparently warning nearby trees to prepare for an insect attack. Research has shown that a wide range of trees and other plants become more resistant to insects after receiving these signals. <clears throat> trees' airborne signals can even convey information outside the plant kingdom. Some have been shown to attract predators and parasites that kill the insects, essentially letting an embattled tree call for backup. Research has mainly focused on chemicals that attract other arthropods, but as a 2013 study found, apple trees under attack by caterpillars release chemicals that attract caterpillar-eating birds. Holy shit. So, nature's so alive, nature's so connected, nature's so aware. Yeah. We are nature, same consciousness, treat everything with the same kindness you'd want to feel. Yeah. That's incredible. And also... And look at this next one that I didn't even <clears throat> see. Trees in a forest can talk and share nutrients through an underground internet built by soil fungi. Yeah. We knew that already. But mycelium. I just think it's so sweet. Mycelium. Mmm. I love you, trees. Mmm. I love you, wood. Thank you, wood. Yeah. Mmm. Okay. How narcissistic is it of me to read a passage from my own book? I don't think so. Nah, I want to spit some facts from this latest one that I'm actually doing an audiobook bonus for the Disciplined Stoners. Guys, I'm bringing you one of my favorite books, Feeling is the Secret by Neville Goddard. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I'm doing an audiobook for it. Cool. Yeah. I see him. Thank you so much. This is a good joint. That limonene is in there. Limonene. And that pink is in there. Oh, good. Look at this ashtray over fucking joints up. Okay. So, um, I'm a fan of Neville Goddard so much. 
I feel like we've shared consciousness before. Well, you have. And do now. Yeah, you do. Well, like, that's, of course you do. That's a definite, but I mean, like. But yeah, specific to <clears throat> you. Yeah, and specific to Neville. Yeah. I've definitely felt connected and inspired by the work and stuff of Wayne and like yeah there's something interesting so um Winnie please choose us a number between 11 and 40 37 hmm. <coughs> <laughs> uh, uh, uh. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna read on the, on the preamp into in, into thirty seven. Okay, the perfectly disciplined man is always in tune with the wish as an accomplished fact. He knows that consciousness is the one and only reality. That ideas and feelings are facts of consciousness and are as real as objects in space. Therefore, he never entertains a feeling which does not contribute to his happiness. For feelings are the causes of the actions and circumstances of life. On the other hand, the undisciplined man finds it difficult to believe that which is denied by the senses and usually accepts or rejects solely on appearances of the senses. Because of this tendency to rely on the evidence of the senses, it is necessary to shut them out before starting to pray, before attempting to feel that which they deny. <coughs> Wherein, whenever you are in the state of mind, I should like to, but I cannot, the harder you try, the less you are able to yield to the wish. You never attract that which you want, but always attract that which you are conscious of being. Prayer is the art of assuming the feeling of being and having that which you want. When the senses confirm the absence of your wish, all conscious effort to counteract this suggestion is futile and tends to intensify the suggestion. Great. I'm so glad. 37 came to me and I hung a few, a few seconds longer because I was like in my head. I was like 37 so close to 40. Like don't choose that number. Like choose something more No, let it fly. Middle. I love and it. I, and then... I think if you run it back, I, I think I looked at the <laughs> camera in like surprise. <laughs> I was like, I guess 37. Like, it's not going away. You got to accept it. And yeah. Yeah, good for you. Mm. That was beautiful. Mm. Started with discipline and very on point to when we started this episode and I talked about how an emotion is a manifestation. Yeah. And then it taught us what prayer is. Finally, to put it in such simple concise words that are dense so run that one back be easy on yourself and give yourself a second or third chance to digest that but, yeah but yeah i'm really happy uh that you pulled that Me i'm too. grateful that we're on a new year yes congratulations congratulations partner. i love you good job partner <laughs> man yeah we've been doing good shit what do you uh what do you think are the most important uh priorities to your body Kombucha. This I'm just excited about this new lime. I know matcha. this lime and matcha is so delicious. Good. What is your What was your question? Something about priorities about your body? Yeah. What are your What are your top five current priorities to your body? How do you care for yourself? Uh, move your body, girl. Makes the people go. 
way you ride it, girl. No, I don't know if that's that actual mm-hmm. song, but um, move your body. Just your bush. Move your body. Move your body. A little bit every day. You got to go for a walk, or what do you got to do? It depends on your age and weight and height, or what? Or is there a basic minimum for everyone? Uh, no, there's not a basic minimum for everyone. There's a basic, I guess, minimum for each person individually, but that that's gonna vary for no every, blanket statement. Every bitch. individual, yeah. So, yeah. So move your body, and like that doesn't have to necessarily be like even like cardio or whatever. Like stretch, stretch in the morning. You know, like sit yeah. down and stretch. I realized, like, open like, up your body. I was having pain in my knee, and I, I like did my exercise or whatever, like the half that I needed to do anyway. And then I was like, still like it was hurting, and I was like, oh yeah, stretch. Like you can just lie on your back and like pull your leg over just to get those hammies, you know, mm-hmm. or your hips and stuff. And then my hips like cracked, like mm-hmm. like felt good, like nice. alleviating, like oh. Yeah. And it was just like, <clears throat> I forget. I forget sometimes. Yeah. You know, I'm even stretching my neck out like now and you get the little bubbles out. and Boy, does that feel good. So that's it. Move it or lose it. That's your primary. <clears throat> yeah. What about and... juice and stuff like that? We have the things to juice so we don't do it all the time. That's a tough discipline to get going. Yeah. I want to fucking juice, man. I want to feel that inside glowingness of when you have juice every day. Yeah. I honestly, it sounds... The, and fuck, I'm not even gonna say it. Don't say that <laughs> shit. We're so lucky to have a juicer, and it's just like not conveniently set up because we don't yeah. have the counter space to have it conveniently set up. Yeah, but and fuck also that. you gotta if clean it. We're not it. using it now. I don't mind cleaning it so much. It's like I do. I know you don't like cleaning anything in the kitchen. <laughs> oh, I'm just such a chef. I need a dishwasher. He's a chef. Yo. And meditation, and water. And um, electrolytes, like yeah. I would argue that electrolytes are just as important as water. Water has nothing if if it doesn't have nice, good minerals in it. So yeah, we got to get BioSteel again. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and what else? I think a little bit of sunshine, at least for sure. You're helping your body if you don't get that sunshine. Sian, sian. Take take the vitamin D. Yeah. To replace the sunshine. Yeah. Um, I think reading. I think reading's reading. good for you. Why is reading good for your mind? To get you on, on like a steady vibration of, of that? I don't... Like what's magical about Because I agree, but what's magical about okay, it? Okay, so reading off screen, because I guess specifically I'm talking about reading it like off screen, reading a tangible book. Yes. I think... Yeah, yeah, not reading fucking magazines online or like like even a book on your on your kindle or whatever like i don't have a kindle so maybe i'm out to lunch here but tune it down i just think that looking at a screen and reading is so much different i don't know like looking at a book and reading i don't know i think that like yeah you'd be surprised what a kindle can do I would be. I you think know I why? Because it, be. it doesn't have the LED light. I know. It, it, it does like have different lighting. It's but crazy. There's also... I know what you mean about a physical book. Go get my book on Amazon. <laughs> Love you guys. Um, SDFU Thoughts and Feelings by 11. But there's nothing wrong with getting the Kindle version too or the audiobook. I do a lot of audiobooks. I crush like fucking... I crush at least an audiobook a week. At least. Usually three. 
Why did you start dancing? Because <laughs> I, I get songs in my head. I've never articulated this before until recently I told you <laughs> yeah. that sometimes a song pops into my head and it's so loud in there that I can't help it. Yeah. And that's why I dance. And I think this is unique to me. I don't think that this happens to very many people. Yeah, sounds made up. <laughs> because it's very convenient. <laughs> I know. I know. I think it sounds anyway, made thanks, up Anyway, thanks guys. It's been another episode of Disconsoners. Bye. Don't go out like that. I'm just kidding. That wasn't even funny. <laughs> yes, it was. Okay, happy. What's your favorite Saturday Night Live character ever? Oh boy. Sherry O'Terry? No. Uh, Margaret, the. We smell them like this. <laughs> Steve Buscemi? <laughs> Not Steve Buscemi, Steve, uh, fucking. Boo. Roxbury? Yeah, I know who you're talking about. I'm high. Um. Yeah. Um. The the. Oh, Chris Farley. So many. Chris Farley. Um. Oh, down by the river. Yeah. <clears throat> I think. You know what I always loved about Saturday Night Live? I'm realizing. It was always like, on Mad at TV, night. Mad TV, actually, I found um, I more was... interesting in terms of character work. Dude, I was a Mad TV fan as a kid first. Yeah. I put Mad TV above, and I had the Mad magazines. Yeah. Miss Swan, yeah, he looked like a man. And because Stuart, they look came, what I can do. And they did a lot of reoccurring characters, I think, so we got to like really like understand the, like, the, the UPS more guy. And that was so brilliant. I <laughs> yeah. love that shit. And then there was that big googly-eyed guy, the, <laughs> the tall guy. It was so funny. And Will Sasso was on that yeah. show too. He, and he was from uh, BC, so like yeah. I was like inspired by that. That's cool. But like sketches though, like the the fucking Pepper Boy sketch. Oh, um, this is Dana Carvey and Adam Sandler in like 97 and it was like uh, like Rob Schneider was on there too and it was like uh, okay we're gonna train you today uh, Pepperdillo to, to give the perfect amount of pepper to each of these tables it's, like, it's okay see and, and Adam Sandler is like trying not to laugh when they go up to Chris Farley's table because Chris Farley always fucking destroys him. He's like, why, thank you, Pepper Boy. That's the perfect amount of pepper. Yeah. And like Adam Sandler's like laughing like what Jimmy Kimmel, or sorry, what Jimmy Fallon later made yeah, into a thing. And like honestly, most and of breaking. my favorite sketches are like those sketches where someone breaks in it. Not anymore, not the new age because it happens too often. They're trying to milk it too much <clears throat> now. And I'm sorry, the tension's not as high because yeah. it's just not as dense anymore. Yeah, because this is if not no as new. one's taking it seriously, then it's not as new. It's Everyone yeah. does sketch Like, the now. only YouTube reason it was thing. ever funny was because someone was committing so hard and the other per- person couldn't. literally couldn't keep But now it together. they're all laughing. Yeah, now yeah. it feels more, like, but it looks precious like a, that way. Yeah. But they're still, like, obviously, like, so amazing. So. I would be on Saturday Night Live <laughs> yeah. still, for sure. Yeah, I'm talking absolutely. shit because I feel still close to the show. I know, like, where it's at. Like, yeah. Like, it's just, like, 
whatever goes through these things. Yeah. But um. But yo. when Chris Kattan was like the monkey, like that sketch <laughs> too is like one of my favorites. Dude, it was fucking Will Ferrell with his bigness and like. He was the assistant. Who, who was it? Alec Baldwin was co-starring or something? <laughs> oh, yeah. Was like the lead. No, Kevin Spacey was the lead guy. And he was the guest. And he was like, do this. Get yes. the monkey out of the cage. And and Wilfer was like, okay. And like he's wearing a lab coat that's like too small for him. And he's like goes and like tries to get uh, Chris Kattan out of the cage. And Chris Kattan looks like a little hairy monkey. <laughs> and he they've got these big eyebrows on him. And he's like... <gasps> <laughs> and he, and like, he moves so and, quickly. And, and then he puts on his face, like, <laughs> he's like his fucking mouth on Will Ferrell's face, and Will Ferrell's just holding it together, and it's amazing. Yeah. A, a, a moment where Will, Will, where Will Ferrell didn't break that much, just a small amount, is in that Blue Oyster cult with the more cowbell. Remember Christopher Walken? Yes. And then, but Will Ferrell had to pull off that line where he's like, let me do myself a disservice if I don't play the hell out of this thing. Like, he had to make it through those lines, and they weren't going to do that skit, and they fucked up the wardrobe or something, so they had the shirt that was too small for him. So that's what was, like, cracking everyone up already before, because he had his gut sticking out of this little tiny shirt. <laughs> and then he's supposed to just, like, play this legendary thing, and Christopher Walken is committing like yeah. it's a motherfucking, like he's part of the mafia. <laughs> I produce gold records. <laughs> like, he's like, listen. Like, he's like intense about it. I need more cowbell. Kind of professional. And he nails it. And then just like, everyone's like, <laughs> I can hardly, like, Jimmy yeah, Fallon Jimmy, was fucking it up. He was yeah. laughing the entire time because that was <laughs> funny because <laughs> everyone. And that's so epic. That's so epic. Like, like, you're on stage with Will Ferrell really holding it down. And he goes, like, <laughs> for one minute, he's laughing and, like, he can't do anything about it. But he's, he's getting through the scene and. <laughs> He has those glasses <laughs> on, dude. Go watch that watch shit. That. Let's go watch that. Okay, and one more shout out. I the, need more The cowbell. Molly Shannon Christmas special with the balls. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. These are a uh, uh, salty, salty, <laughs> salty balls. And uh, we like to put them in our mouth. Oh, what do, you, what do your balls taste like? <laughs> Mine tastes like they've been dipped in cinnamon and salt. Salty balls. I can taste the salt on my tongue. And Alec Baldwin is in that yeah. one. Yeah, he's in that one too. So it's Molly Shannon and... Fuck, this other woman is brilliant and I should know her name. I used to. Yeah, I can't. But yeah, the the salt, the ball, the chocolate, the holiday Christmas... Chocolate yeah. balls or something? I don't know. The balls... So, Chocolate ball sketch. <laughs> My <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh, okay. Man. I think we said Fuck. we were going to say bye like 10 minutes ago. So, love you All so right, I gotta much. I got to get out of here. Good to see you guys. Good night. All right. Okay. Cool. Thanks. Thanks Good also night. for coming uh, on to year two. Yeah. We're going to get um, real deep this year. Or maybe not. <laughs> we'll see how we feel. Good night. Good night, bye. Good day. Oh my god, it was 1-11-11.